Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. The way the stock market actually works is very, very confusing and it's messed up. It's not as simple as, hey, you sold a stock, I bought it, it goes into my name. It's way, way more than that. And that complexity um, was only allowed because of Wall Street lobbyists. They wanted to do something. They thought it was a money-making opportunity and they'd made billions off of it. But then also when you have a public uprising like we've been seeing uh, it gets into situations like this. And of course, they don't want to lose money. So then they're going to pull like more underhanded shady things uh, to protect their own bottom line. For a stock to go up, that means that someone has to agree to buy it higher and higher and higher. That's all it is, is when you see this volume, when you see the buying and selling, keep in mind, guys, um, I know this might be confusing at first, but think about this. The um, same exact amount of buys and sells happen in a day. For someone to buy a stock, that means someone had to sell it at price whatever, price Y. Um, so the buyers and the sellers are always perfect throughout a day. We have bid and ask. Let's just say it's off by a couple cents. Whenever the bid and ask come into agreement, that is when shares are actually exchanged and that adds like one tick into this overall volume. It's, there's never more buyers than there are sellers. There's always the exact same amount. The difference is, is the price that they're agreeing that for that transaction to uh, take place at. And obviously you want it to track upward. You want more and more buyers and sellers to agree at a higher price. And we see that uh, upward right now over the past couple of days for AMC and GME. Um, it needs to go lower and lower and lower. Um, or that's what's happening. Uh, so basically the buyers and sellers are agreeing on a price together with each other on a lower and lower price. And that's what's happening right now. But the overall volume shares traded buys will always, always equal sales. Matt, you sound super pessimistic about GME's prospects given the volumes. Hey, Nuclear, uh, reading that, I I'm just trying to, like, I'm long. You guys know I have diamond hands. I'm trying to be realistic about the situation. If a short squeeze were to happen, we need more volume. We need more buyers. Uh, that's just the fact of the matter. Um, I, I can give a fair unbiased opinion of the current situation and also let you know about my own positions. They are two different things. Um, obviously, they've given, been, like, it's, it's no secret that they've been beaten down, both AMC and GameStop. They are crashing right now. They're getting nailed. But um, I also have diamond hands. I'm letting you know that. I'm holding my own position. I also am feeling less optimistic knowing that there are currently issues going on at Wall Street Bets. Uh, getting lots and lots of reports about infighting between the old mods and new mods. I don't think that's a good thing. It it's bad. Uh, I guess no other way to put it. I don't think anything's confirmed. I am not in the Wall Street Bets mod community, but um, from what we're hearing on the outside, um, it seems it seems bad. Uh, if we lose that support of that 8.5 million person community, if it somehow gets like shut down or anything like that, um, it could be problematic. New super chat coming in. Uh, if you buy a basic option with your cash, let's say for $100, can you lose more than that $100 if the stock drops below your strike price? Um, if you're buying 
calls or if you're buying puts, uh, either option, if you're buying them, um, of course, let's just say you're using your own cash. Let's not say that you're on margin. Um, the lo most you're going to lose is what you paid for that premium. Uh, you can get into danger um, by like selling puts and selling calls. Uh, that's where you can like blow out account like more than the money's in the account. But if you're just buying, if you're ever buying stocks, buying calls, buying puts, if you're just buying it and you're not using like extra money, like if you're only using the money in your account, um, you'll, the worst that you'll do is go to zero. And I know that's awful. Obviously none of us ever, ever want to go to zero, but then there are stories of people going beyond that and owing brokerages money. Trust me, that is not a situation you want to be in. There's a lot of bullish momentum and um, don't chase this. If you're in it, pat yourself on the back. Huge congrats. But this is, okay, another teaching moment. So on the chart here, it's the daily chart. We have this technical breakout, very bullish. But look what's missing. The stock has gone higher. It broke from November 24th to now. The stock is higher. But look at the RSI, which stands for Relative Strength Index. It measures bullish momentum against bearish momentum. This is a lot of bullish momentum. But as you can see, the stock has made a new high, but there's less bullish momentum. This is referred to as bearish divergence. I'll repeat that one more time. The stock's gone higher. The RSI hasn't. That is called bearish divergence. And it's commonly indicative of a future decline or at least a period of consolidation as in the stock could hang out here it could come down a bit but really the rsi needs a breather it's going to find a new support and then when it goes higher it's going to then bring the rsi with it this is a bearish divergent setup do a quick google of it it's a common technical analysis thing that we look for but what i'm telling you is for me i would not hop in on this right now i like the breakout i don't like this divergence just something to keep in mind Zeus Gaming back for another day. Matt, what is the difference between exercising an option contract and selling it? If your contract expires out of the money, you lose the premium. Okay, let me answer that in a couple parts. If your contract expires out of the money, you basically lose your full premium, yes. Um, if you exercise it, that means that it expired and you're, if you're in the money and you choose to exercise, you have to put up all the money to buy the shares at whatever the discounted rate is uh, according to your option. Or you're asking versus selling it you can just play the percentage change in an option. So if you buy a premium at a dollar and then you sell it at $2 before the expiration date, you made a 100% gain. You don't have to expire it and uh, let the option expire. Um, I know they all have expiration dates, but most people when they're trading options, don't let them expire. Where's a good place to find financial news in order to be better formed about songs? Are there other places than Twitter? Yes. Um, I am no way affiliated with this website, but I love them. Go to finviz.com. Guys, write this down. This is an amazing tool. They're uh, a free service. Obviously, there is a paid edition where you can get more information, but um, finviz is an excellent thing. Like even right here, you can see the big gainers of the day, the big um, losers of the day. And then what's really cool about it is like, let's go to a search like Apple. This is information is all for free. You get all these great metrics. You get the uh, analyst upgrades, down rates. You get all the news. Uh, obviously, there's always a lot of Apple news. You can get the most up-to-date news articles on the bottom here. Pretty, pretty cool. You can see when the insiders are buying and selling. Lots of great, great information for free. Uh, all you have to do is go to finviz.com. Once again, I'm not affiliated with them, but I can tell you that I use this website on a daily basis when I'm doing my own research.
penny for your thoughts on Intel. I bought some stock and are up near $2 per share so far. Uh, yes, Intel. So Intel, for those of you who don't know, is in the world of semiconductors. And whenever you hear of the semiconductor industry, we're just talking about those fancy processing chips. They're in artificial intelligence, data centers for like cloud computing, such as AWS, Microsoft's Azure, and also like eSports. It's just the fancy chips that make all of our technology work. Um, the big three players in that world are NVIDIA, AMD, and Intel. Out of those three, there are more obviously, but those are the three ones that like get the most notoriety. Uh, Liam, to shoot you straight, Intel is my least favorite. Um, they just, uh, for a while there, they were working with Apple to create chips for them. Apple's brought all that work in-house, uh, so that's kind of scary to me. Um, NVIDIA, I think, leads it. Uh, they're the most popular chip in terms of the esports. I know I've said it a couple times, but I think esports will continue to grow and grow. Um, NVIDIA is making up ground on Intel in data centers. Um, so Intel's still a good business. I just think there's more long-term upside potential in NVIDIA. And then I would say in the middle there is AMD. But once again, do your own due diligence. That's just my own opinion. It's by no means a bad company, but I do find it bothersome that they lost the contract with Apple. Uh, Amber, I'm long in GMGI, currently OTC, but has application in the NASDAQ Uplist, profitable company in the gambling industry. Please review. Um, so OTCs, just so you guys know, that stands for over the counter. It's more of a gray market and they just don't have the, uh, as a stock, they don't meet the requirements to be traded on like the NYSE or any of those, like the main ones. I don't really mess around with OTC that much. There are some big, big shenanigans going on in the OTC market. That doesn't mean you can't make money. I just, um, I'm a, I don't like to take those risks because sometimes they're just delisted, your money's stolen, but uh, overall, I, I do like the gambling industry. Check out DraftKings, check out Gnog, check out Penn. Uh, gambling, I think, does have a bright future, not only in 2021, but beyond. The main thing when it comes to trading is like, I know it is, an, it is awesome to have a great trade, not get out of the port, uh, not get out of the park, destroy the ball all the way to the moon. But if you want a longer career in trading, the main thing you should be like putting an emphasis on is not these awesome big winning trades, but you really need to be talking about or thinking about how can you keep your losing trades at a minimum. You want to like, it doesn't matter really how many you take, you just want to keep the percentage of your overall account, the, account, the hits that you're taking, you got to mitigate them to the best of your ability. Those big winners will come. Be much, much more focused on the size of your losers. Carlos, should U.S. citizens be worried about DTP? Do we fall under that restriction? Uh, so the restriction is pattern day trading. It's PTD, pattern day trading, PDT. And basically in the U.S., if you're, you have a margin account and it is less than $25,000 in value, you can only open and close that trade within that same trading day. You can only do that three times in, in a week, in every rolling five days. Um, it's just a rule. They say it's for our own protection. Uh, I kind of call bullshit on that. Uh, it's just another way that they're trying to stop retail traders from fully engaging in the market the way institutions can. Workhorse is moving. WKHS over here on the left side of your screen. Uh, they're that company based out of Ohio looking to win the USPS contract, which will completely transform the business. I think they have a pretty good shot of it. Um, personally, I am invested in Workhorse. 
Uh, sometimes I trade some call options on it, but I think they have a very bullish future. Same with Palantir, um, big data analytics company. Oh, Penn National Gaming. Um, they're the people who now have an equity stake in Barstool. Uh, they are looking to expand uh, more casinos. I think they're looking to get into their 20th state within the U.S. Uh, if you're into gambling, um, in terms of like you like the gambling stock sector, check out Penn for sure. Um, yesterday, people were asking me about what ETFs to look at for um, the like basically EV automotive industry. Check out Kathy Woods at ARK Invest. ARKQ is a solid one. I'm invested in all the ARKs, ARKW, ARKQ, ARK, ARKG, ARKF. Um, F is the financial one. G is genomics. K is more of a just like disruption in general. W is um, internet. Uh, Q is the ETF or EVs, alternative energy, and they are making money hand over fist. The RSI, it's uh, the relative strength index. A lot of investors, traders, and day traders, swing traders, whatever you want to call them, they use this in terms of reversion. As when it gets very high, they look to take profits or take a short position. And when it gets very low, they look to buy in and go for a bounce. So basically, uh, when it's very low like this, a lot of people are looking to get in at a nice discount. And what's better is when you're using the RSI, you have these things called bullish and bearish divergence. Right now, what you see on the screen is referred to as bullish divergence. Let me better explain what I mean by that. So from two days ago to now, GME has clearly gone down. The stock was at 74 at its low. Right now we're trading at 59. But what's weird about this is the stock has gone lower, but the RSI hasn't. Right now the RSI is sitting at a value around, let's say like 29. But when it originally hit this low two days ago, the RSI got as low as 22. So this is the divergent part. The stock has gone lower, but the RSI hasn't. When you have a setup like this, it is referred to as bullish divergence. And it means that there's more bullish momentum here than there was here. And a lot of people are looking at this as an opportunity for it to pop. Obviously, no technical indicator will ever, ever, ever be perfect, but it's one of my favorite setups. And we're going to hear, be here day in and day out. I'm not leaving your side. As a quick reminder, when the new cycle passes over AMC and GameStop and you're still interested in stocks, I will still be here. We're going to be talking about it day in and day out. Fundamental analysis, technical analysis, every type of analysis you can possibly think of. We will be doing it here as a group, stronger together. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.